0: focus of huh. uh, 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 right. today's okay. death today's death is mem hey 45 we pick up in the middle of Memdal so for the top third. So we got a little uh, catching up to do. So let's be focused. It'll be a fun daf, hopefully a pretty quick one. O um, or So you sell the uh, slave to a non-Jew, so that'll be leading him to not be keeping mitzvot. So you have to buy him back and then free him or give him a writ of freedom if he manages to escape. Or if you sell him to Chutzalaret, you have to, uh, to another Jew to Chutzaret, you have to free him. Now who's the question here? Who's going to free him? Him. Since they're both Jews, maybe rather than requiring the first master to buy him back, you can require the second master to give him his writ of freedom. Does the second master get his money back? Um, the second master also was party to this inappropriate thing about bringing him to Chutzlar. And again, it is quite strange. Like, okay, so what's the big deal here? Chutzlar, so what? He doesn't get to do, you know, the Mithafat, Tlius Baritz, true and Rice Roast? Yes, so for, yes. us, for, 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 for those of us who live in Chutzlar, and for the Babylonian Talmud or whatever, you know, to see this as a big tragedy, right, to go to Khutzar. Is, is an interesting just it's an interesting thing, right? It's a little cognitive dissonance. And I as I said,
1: that way. well,
0: what I know, know, so okay. But you know, that was sort of written from the perspective of the Mishnah, which is written there to Israel. I'm just saying, by right, looking at it through the lens of the Bible, you understand it. The other thing to, of course, recognize is what I said before, which is, is that the desire of Chazal and the takanot that they made to maintain the Jewish presence in the land of Israel, you know, and not just a physical presence, but like a real, like rooted presence in terms of land and cattle and slaves and so. on. So anyway, let's take a look. Tanu Rabbanana, Rabbi's taught. So get the second master to write him a writ, because the second master is a Jew and will hopefully listen to us and write him a writ. And it does not sound like he gets reimbursed. So it sounds like actually all the fault gets placed on the second guy. Can't I mean, he is the, he's the, the guy who's living in Chutzla, right? Can't the Eva gain the system?
2: Yeah, I wanted to go and say, oh, you know, I never wanted to go and now I'm going to be free.
0: One more time? Can't
2: the evad gain the system? What do you mean? He'll say, I never, you know, if he wants to go, then you're not going to, you know, cornish the, the rabbi. Evid the agrees
0: to this. Oh, so that's a good point. So, so Togo asked the question, which is, I don't understand. As soon as the Evid says that he's okay to go to Kutsalaretz, he loses his right to go free because he's making a free choice. If he says he refuses to go, you, you can't, this, this new master can't force him out. So, says, so, what's the scenario that you free him? Right? If, he's not allowed to be forced out. And if he says he wants to go, it's his choice. So what's the scenario? So Tosos asked that question. So Tosos goes, well, what we're going to do is we're going to force the master to free him before he even leaves because we don't want the master to persuade him. Basically, the other thing, I don't want to go. So we're forcing the master to free him because we don't want the master to persuade him to go. So it's a, it's a good question, right? Exactly what's the scenario? Tosis asked that. All right, anyway, let's take a look. The second master has to free him. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Kate said, Um, um um, so, Amar um, Ploni di LePloni Antochi. I sold my servant so and so to this Antoki, this guy from Antioch. Lo um, he doesn't go out because he might have originated from Antioch, but maybe he's living in Israel. Well, we'll see about that. Like, well, let's find out the specifics. So anyway, this Antioch, this guy, uh, this guy from Antioch who's living in Antio Antioch. So Yatsa, he goes free because then you sold him to Chutzarit. So says Zatani but, but we say the opposite if you say Stam I sold him to this Antiochian he goes free presumably he's going to Antioch has HaSharoy Belod if he, you explicitly know that this guy's living in Israel this Antiochian who has an apartment in Load. in that case Lo Yatzah he doesn't go. so the question is which is the default if you know the guy's living in Chutzaret he goes free if you know he's living in Eretz Israel it doesn't matter where he originates from let's say you know he's from Chutzaret but uh, you don't know the specifics do you assume he's going to Chotzar, or do you assume he's staying in Israel? So the Gemara says, So the Gemara doesn't really address what happens if you don't know the specifics. It says, if you know this Antokian has a house in Israel, then, it's a, then, then he doesn't go free. You if you he know, has a
2: house in Antioch.
0: Well, presumably, even if he also has a house in Antioch, which is a good question, right? But maybe now he's living in Israel, he hasn't explicitly told you his plans are to go back, so that's good enough to assume he's staying in Israel. If if you know he's only here renting a room, and he's in a hotel, then he goes free. And What about if like, you don't know any of those details? You met the guy in the marketplace, you didn't ask any of those details? You don't know? I mean, I don't know. Anyway, I guess you would ask the guy anyway. It's the second master that has to free him. The whole thing is very curious. If it's the second master that has to free him, just figure out, is the second master living in Israel or is he living in Chutzlar? It's... Anyway. Does it make sense he his time? Like he yeah, so that would be a good time. If Lemaise he splits his time, how would we deal with it? Not clear. If from here, it sounds like he wouldn't go free if Lemaisa he split his time. Okay, by by Rabbi Ben Bavel shenasa isha. Now we intersect with uh, cases of husband and wife. Get us back a little bit to Gittin. Okay, so somebody who is living in Bavel who marries a woman shenasa isha bereshisrael in Israel now and there as Michael already alluded to right um, you can't force your wife uh, to go with you back to Chutzlaret and the same way you can't force your slaves to go with you to Chutzlaret which is, makes this whole thing very curious anyway so he married this woman in Eretz Yisrael and she brought into the marriage to the dowry um, these uh, slaves the female and male slaves and this was not where she retained titles and she, she just got the use of it this was where he actually assumed the title and the ownership of it the only halacha is is that if he divorces her he gives them back to her but for the but right now he fully owns them okay so is that like a sale she brought this into the marriage the ownership transferred to him he's planning on moving to Bavel so that's like selling them to, 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 to Chutzlaret and now he should have to free them okay so um, now the Daito Lachzor, and his plan is to go back to Bavel. Okay? So she transferred ownership to a man who's now going to bring them to Bavel. So, what's the lacha? So, should that be like selling them to Chuford? So, tibayi l'man ma, but tibayi ma. Now, we can ask this question whether you say he's right or she's right. Now, he's right or she's right about what? So, the question happens, let's say at the time of divorce, my wife wants back her nich Son barzel. She wants back her slaves, which I actually assume title of. What we did is we figured out at the time of the marriage, she brought them in on her dowry. They was worth $10,000. I write, you brought in these slaves in your dowry of the value of $10,000. And we wrote that in the Ksufa. Okay? Now I'm divorcing her. So she is entitled, even if the slaves all died or whatever happened to them, I took in property worth $10,000 I, that I took title over. She's entitled to $10,000 now that I'm divorcing her, okay, to, to, to take her dowry back. Let's say, however, the slaves are alive and healthy and good. And she says, I don't want the $10,000. I want my slaves back, yes. okay? get? gets, do I say, I'm sorry. I, they became mine. All I owed you was money, right? Or do we say no? She has a right to demand them back, to demand the property back if she wants. So, in
3: this
0: no question in general. in general. So how would that play out here? Because here the question is when she brings them into her husband and he takes possession of them. To what degree has, has she sold them, given them to the husband? We might be able to assess that based on when they get, if when they if they get divorced, if he's entitled to take them back. If he's entitled to take them back at the time of divorce, maybe they're not considered fully to have been sold to the husband. Mm-hmm. Okay. Even
2: if you say generally, it's the same. because in this case from
0: cuz you've taken them out of university so well. i mean not take so much right well that's what it says yeah. so you can ask it either way okay even if basically she's entitled to take them back out of the marriage um do we say that it's not like he fully sold them and therefore they don't go free Oh do we say the it doesn't matter it's true like maybe at the time of divorce he'll take them back but right now for the next 20 years he has the right to use them and get their benefit of them and all of that so that's enough he can you know let them with him to Israel to Chutzaret that's enough to say that they should go free that they're sold to Chutzaret that's that, one direction that they're his they're his or do we say or we could ask the question even if he has the right to not give back the slaves or do we say that if he can, if he can keep the slaves he doesn't have to give them back even at a divorce obviously they're his and then it's a sale, and then they go free oh what do we say the since he doesn't own them for their body they are they are um they're like hers take now the question is what do you mean he doesn't own them for their body he actually took possession of them at the time of the marriage he's never going to give them back he's only going to give back their value so that's a very strange sense that that there's not so Rashi says the first line of Rashi the Maya law Hadri law they go back to her but but they don't go back to. We're saying Adini Mo that he can basically say, "I'm just giving you the value." So I don't really understand. I have to say this side of the question. Um, you know, Why I don't know. Rental? But it's not. He never gives back. He, he can insist on getting the slaves back, and she doesn't get them back. He only gives back their value. So the fact that he would have to in the end pay for their value means that they're not his. It's like I bought something and I never paid for it, and I'll pay for it's now a gift. And if in the end something happens, it'll have been a sale. But either. Way I'm
3: taking full possession could, of it. Could could, you assess, could she have written into the ketuba that gufam, I'm getting them back again? Maybe I don't
0: know what happens. She would explicitly stipulate, no. but we're not talking about that case. I don't really understand isn't this. Isn't, this. Yeah, isn't
1: there something to that's her yes. advantage? Yeah, um, regardless of what happens to that. Property yes, to yes. The
0: fact that their that their value is assessed, and that's why they're called Sohn barzo. They are protected assets. She is in, she is she is insured that she will get their full value back. The question is, let's say she wants. Them back themselves, right? Unless their the value goes up, right? So, but
1: could you maybe say that she that when she took the security?
0: Yes, yes, you could. And that's exactly the question of Hadini Man, Hadini Mo. That's exactly that question. Okay. I'm already to vote. Shodawi Rebbe Yochanan. Rebbe Yochanan taught me. Evet Shayotzah Acha Rabo Lusuriyah. The Evet followed his master to Surya. And Surya is like, you know, this area like a, this uh, Syria probably or something. There, those areas around Israel, which were conquered by David Melech, that had like this quasi-Erti Israel status. Okay. Um, and Umarcha Sham Rabo Yatzah Lechirut. And his master sold him, He goes free because being sold to Surya, if you remember, we said this way in the first parak, right? Hamocha Abdul Lusuriyah you know he's you know he's Ya it's likex okay so therefore, so the critic is not just if you sell him to Surya he goes free, but that even though he went willingly to surya, you don't say, well, you already made that choice yourself right you, you can't blame the master no, nope. nevertheless he goes free. The question is what well, when he went to surya was he going to settle there or were they just going on a trip right? that would depend that right because the question is did the Evid choose on his own to live in surya if they were just going for a trip, then you can't blame the Evid for having been in surya so it says when he went to Surya the slave lost his right like we just said if the master was going just on a, little, on a trip and he took his slave with him then the slave didn't lose any rights I wasn't planning on leaving Eretz Yisrael we were just going on a trip and then my master sold me to Surya he sold me to Chutzlaret he, he assigned my state, my state to Chutzlaret okay? my state whereas if the, they, they were planning to move to Surya and the Evid willingly went mm-hmm. then it's the Ebed his own fault. He doesn't go free now that he's sold. Okay. Right. But do you ever know that, civilly, that he went for free? That he want, didn't or did want to go? You mean what would be the default if the master didn't tell him? If the master yeah. whatever and he just went? I mean my master's going. I'm going with him. I'm supposed to ask my master what his plans are? Yeah. Right. So I would, as yeah, he a good question, I don't know, I would assume by default we, 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 we sort of, uh, you know, like, like it's sort of like the previous customs. What do you do with Suffolk? I, I don't know. My, my gut is that is, is the default is that we would favor the slave like unless we could prove that he had forfeited his rights but I don't know so, but, so I we, don't know so, meaning like we assume he didn't want to go we would assume that he was not planning on he, did, he didn't like if you don't know that you're moving there and willingly moving there you're just following your master right I don't but I don't know it's a good question right. okay yes it doesn't mean there's not a lot of responsible literature on this yes <laughs>
1: in all these cases what are we assuming this is like the rabbinic decision but in reality this, the owner is not going to give this guy up or, or he wouldn't have even bought him in the first place
0: yeah I mean that's right that's the irony about it, like the whole point before about you have to try to buy him back at 10 times the value. Like, it's very nice to say we forced the master to sell him, but like, as you're saying, like, if anybody knows that if I buy him, I'm going to have to free him, who's buying him? So, obviously, I mean, may, so the one scenario that could work is I bought him in ignorance of the law, and I was informed of the law, and I'm a firm guy, so I'm going to do it, right? But any other scenario, either I'm not buying him, or I'm, but maybe that was the point. Good! If this come kind of is going to mean that you're going to not buy him, and that's exactly what we want, So you to not buy him. Him. and if you violate it and thought you would get away with it and we can exert some power and control over you then we're going to do something about it right yeah but it, yeah it's an excellent point okay so smooth says like this um that, okay um, okay so smooth says atanya okay can't say that rathabog rathanya teach when teaching advice that surya and ever follows his master to surya so the man interrupts the advice yote he follows like he has to follow will sabi the it's not enough that he should follow I me mean, uh, is he required? You cannot force anybody to go out of Israel. Your husband can't force his wife. He can't force his slaves. So it doesn't mean you have to follow your master. Right. Exactly. Ella. No. What it means is, if the slave did follow, the master sold him. If the master was planning on returning, then you forced the second guy to free him because then he, the slave, had not willingly left, had not left to resettle outside of Israel. Israel, he But if the master was not planning on returning, so the slave willingly chose to leave Israel and to settle outside of Israel, then he lost his rights. Ain't kofinah. So you do not force the second guy to free him. i I've heard from I heard from Shmuel Tarki two rulings. Chadahach won this ruling about um, uh, about like you know that if he's forcing whatever, yes, freeing the slaves. The idach and the other the um if somebody sold the field during Yovel, on Yovel the fields return. Let's say you tried to sell a field during the Shemitah year. Atzma Ravamar mekhurav yotah the sale goes through and then a second later it reverts. Okay, it was a good sale. And then it goes back to the original owner. The nafgamina is well, no one nafgamina is you keep the money because it was a good sale. The other nafgamina is, is that if you you can sell from through a Kenyan Karka. So if I sell you by taking possession of my uh, field here, I'm also selling you my car and my coat and my goats or whatever, and so the act
3: go back to the guy that
0: you get to keep the <laughs> car. you keep the car and the goats because that act of Kenyan on the Karka worked for other things. So Rav said it was a legitimate act of kinian and then it just goes back. So, no, Shmuel Amar, no, 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 the sale doesn't go through. Okay, now, so those are the two cases where one is you sold a slave to Chutzaret, and the other is you sold a field during yoga, one minute. In one case, the sale goes through, but it gets reversed. And the other... It uh you know, it it, it 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 doesn't get reversed, meaning meaning the I'm sorry. Harizini means um one minute. No 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 no, no. Meaning the sale goes back. No, I, I misread that. Meaning the money. Meaning meaning the money goes back to the purchaser. In one case, the money goes back to the purchaser, and in the other case, the money does not go back. So here we're finally asking the question. Right? I went ahead and I bought this slave, and I'm going to have to free him. Okay? Do I get my money back? That's a good question. Right? So he says you have yeah, these two cases. I bought my slave. I have to free him. Do I get my money back? Okay. And the other question is, I sold the seal during the oval Right? Um, or I bought the seal during the Oval. And it wasn't good. Do I get my money back? So those are the two cases. And one case, Shmuel says, you get your money back. And one case, he says, you don't. Now it should seem pretty obvious yeah. which is which, because in the one case, Shmuel says the sale didn't go through by the field. So if the sale didn't go through, I get my money back. In the other case, Shmuel says I, the second master or the brighter says have to free him. So if I, the second master, have to free him, obviously the sale went through. So I don't get my money back, and now I have to free him. And that's what the Gemara is going to conclude. Well, why there was a doubt is not so well, clear. What I'll say
2: is this. In other words, you know, the reason why I would have to Free him is because you know, like it seems like he was purchasing and he he's a slave, and you know, so we're going to think he's a slave. So therefore, I have to free him. You know, just there'll be no doubt and so Oh, you, maybe, and so but then the first that master I would it, also so, have to free like, him. What well, I'm saying is, uh, what I find this very curious because, like, you know, let's say for instance, I'm going, to, I'm going, you know, to buy buy real estate, right? So right. So sometimes, you know, he kind of have to do like a blind shop because, like, you know, the people don't know either, the people working there don't know right. if it's be, they're just being sold. Right. So you know, so you go and you look at it, and you know, whatever. You can't really talk to the people. Right. So I, I would say that sometimes that might be the case of a slave. In other words. You know, So, I'm asking this guy, yeah, 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 he wanted to go. It right. so turns out they didn't want to go. Like, right. Why should I be penalized because this guy's sort of lying to me? You know, <laughs> I may mean, not even have an opportunity to ask the slave. So, I'm assuming this guy's legitimate. I no, 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 here. no. So,
0: you're dealing with the case. So, I, okay, what's confusing you is you're dealing with the immediately previous case, which was the question of whether the slave willingly went or not. We're not dealing with that case. We're dealing with a simple case that I sold a slave to Chutzhah. So you're living in Chutzhah. I'm living in Israel. I'm selling my slaves to. You live in Israel? And I, yeah, you know I live in Israel. Everybody knows everything. Right. And the halacha is you're going to be forced to free him. Can you get your money back now? Okay? So the answer should be obvious. Of course not. You know, you know, it was, it's clear the sale went through because you're forced to free him. So, that, So you're, and you did the wrong thing. I did the wrong thing too. I told him you did the wrong thing. You bought him and you don't get your money back. So let's see. Let's just get through this tomorrow. Okay? And then he says, Rabbi Yosef. So, Dana, and I don't know, I mean, I, I mean, I, which one, which one do you get your money back? Which one don't you? Yosef. Nech lianan. Let's figure this out ourselves. We don't the Thank you very much. The second master is the one who frees him. Okay? The second master purchased him, but he doesn't get his money back. he He's the one that loses out and he has to free him. Okay? And when does, um, and when does, and when, and the case by shmita Shmuel is saying the sale didn't go through and the money goes back. Obviously, if the sale doesn't go through, the money goes back. So, isn't that pretty obvious? I mean, it's obvious from both cases the phrase is one is the sale didn't go through and the frame in the other is the second master has to free him okay and Ravanan so how did Ravanan not know this number one is he didn't have know the bright that says the second master freed him so maybe that's true from the Mishnah you might get the impression that the first master frees him okay you could have easily read our Mishnah but if you sold him to Chutzlarets the sale didn't go through and you have to free him so from the Mishnah, it's not clear so number one that's a good that's a possible read and How could you say by Shemitah if I sell it the money doesn't go back? How could that have been? Shemuel said the sale didn't go through. The imi de and if it's Shemuel teaching about that on Shemitah the sale doesn't go through I know that the sale didn't go through but that doesn't necessarily mean the money goes back. How could the sale not go through and the money not go back? Maybe I should say look you know what you were doing. You knew the sale wouldn't go through. You went through this this, uh, little uh, you know play anyway. You went through the you know, you know, you went through the, this, motions. the motions. So, why did you give him money if you knew the sale wouldn't go through? It must be that the money was really just a gift. Maybe that was your way. He wouldn't accept the gift from you. So, you did this little fake sale of land. Who knows why? But you gave him money at a time when the sale wouldn't go through. Let's consider that a gift and the money won't go back. Let's just finish it. Like, what happens if you give your sister money to marry her? The You give your sister a diamond ring and you say, Get your diamond ring back, which Shmuel Amar Matana. No, <laughs> it's a gift. Okay. Anyway, so therefore, because you know you can't marry your sister, so therefore we interpret it as a gift. So the fact that Shmuel said when you sell a field on shmita, if the sale doesn't go through, does not prove that the money goes back. It would have been possible to interpret that case and say the money is a gift, but we don't. In that case, the sale doesn't go through, the money goes back. Now in our case, when you sell your slave to Chutzlaret, if you just had the Mishnah, you could easily have read it that the sale didn't go through and the first master has to free him we find out from the bright they not that way that the sale did go through and that uh, you know the sale did go through and the second master has to free him and it's the second guy who loses out his money so now that prompts the Gemara to say why is the second guy the one who loses out right why should the buyer lose out? why don't we say no it didn't go through and the first guy has to free him what them both the same what? but both you mean that, like the Shemitah case yes. yeah but it's also but here it's even but, but forget the Shemitah parallel it's just more like a like a like a, like a, like an ethical question like who is the right one to, that has to be punished here right because we, you know if, 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 if and, and when I sold it to you and you're in Chutzpah I got my money you lost your why should right so the, if the sale goes through it doesn't go through and who frees them is the question of who is the one that is being fined who is the one that is being punished so that's now the question so let's take a look so the Mar says I'm going to buy the of Yosef my husband is <laughs> a why do we say the sale goes through and the second master has to free him and he loses out his money? Why does the purchaser is the one who's fined? You can say Le mocher, let's find the seller and say that the sale didn't go through and the seller has to free him. Amalay, love achbar aganev elochur Right, It's not It's not the weasel that steals, it's the hole that steals. Not the uh, right, right. You <laughs> provided him <laughs> the opportunity. You Could I finish reading the Gemara? No. Okay. <laughs> Amalay, I appreciate that, <laughs> If it wasn't for the weasel, or whatever, the hole wouldn't do anything, the hole doesn't do anything, the weasel's the Ganus. he's the initiator, right, and it's, uh, so fine, he needs the opportunity, but he's still the initiator. Now, it's funny to say it that way, by a sale because, you know, I, I think somehow it's an interesting question about, about the way we use verbs, right? Like, somehow, mocher, ha-mocher, ha-mocher sounds like he's the initiator. But that doesn't mean that's true at all, right? What makes you I think that? Right. Listen, what I makes you know. think that the person who's initiating, I could be the one looking around for good deals with slaves. I could be the initiate. I could pressure you to sell. Right. The very fact that it looks, I mean, besides the general question, right? If like, if like the Gemara has this, if like, you know, I don't know, I'm actually a, a, like, a, you know, a, bur, a, 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 a burglar, and you purchase my stolen goods. So clearly, there, I'm the one doing something wrong. You're providing me the opportunity to make a profit. If you didn't give me that opportunity, I wouldn't steal anything but nevertheless I'm clearly the one doing something wrong and you're just the opportunity I'm the one doing something wrong but here it's strange that we look at the seller as the one doing something wrong and the buyer as providing him the opportunity you know because how do you know the buyer isn't the one that's coming and approaching this guy and saying please sell me your slave and he's not the one that's initiating both sides are supposed to know anyway it's interesting that we look at the seller I guess he's my slave and I'm doing something to him I'm ultimately the one that's doing something to my slave I'm right now the one who owns it anyway so we look at, if we look at the seller as the one who's like the one transgressing and the buyer as the one who's providing the opportunity then it really is a good question why prevent pro, put more of the punishment on the one who's providing the opportunity and let's see what the Kumar's answer
1: is
0: everybody's doing it in bad faith well you
1: don't know that nobody
0: you uh, don't know who knows who's doing something wrong
1: but you, well the guy who, who owns a slave in Israel yeah. knows that he's doing it in how Israel. does he know because there's a rule that he can't and do and so
0: the buyer also knows that rule
1: but
0: does he but does the seller the same way, the buyer could be ignorant, the seller could be ignorant. But then you, say, you don't know who's ignorant here. No, uh, okay, so that's true by both sides. Why are you assuming the buyer is the one who knows the rules and not the seller? Oh, but the question
1: then is, who is initiating? In other words, you can't. but why
0: is the buyer the initi? Why is the seller the initiator? Maybe the buyer's the initiator.
1: Okay. The analogy here is, like, <laughs> so you really have to find all this out. Right. But in other words, there shouldn't be one. When I go ahead
0: and I go to Amazon and I buy all this all this stuff that's not good for me, right. okay, who is the initiator and who's providing the opportunity? I'm the initiator. They're providing the opportunity, right? So, so, so is the buyer the initiator or the seller the initiator? You can't have a rule
2: then. you got to look at each case. Right. Exactly. initiator. I
0: know. But you're so so, the no. So why we've made a flat decision that we're punishing the buyer. Why are we making that, that, that decision? Down, okay. I All mean, right? I mean, you I mean, I mean, in All right. That's the answer. Okay. So the answer is, so let's see the, can we see the answer. Amalei. Okay. Ilav Achbar Achor Minalei. Di Hasam Kanfinan. So where the Isar is, that's where we find. Meaning that you're the one who's living in Chutzlaret. You're the problematic situation. We're not thrilled with the fact that you're living in a in general. You're the one who's bringing him into this problematic situation. So somehow that's the locus of the problem. Sure is F- four or five, right? Yeah. I buy your stolen... Right, property, right. But you right. don't want to stay four or Exactly, exactly. Anyway, so somehow yeah. that is seen as the locus of the problem because chutzlarits <laughs> is the problem. It's a very interesting sort of, I think, you know, moral type of, a uh, whatever, justice type of question. There were a couple of to questions.
3: I'll one small point. What would be the motive in the case of the Yovel sale of the field if it's not Matalton um, and Agavkarka? like why would I even no good it? no good and reason unless like, you were yeah, ignorant same thing, like, you mean, it would have like, to be either a f- like either a fake way to, to give a
0: gift or you were ignorant why would you make, be me your sister right I mean the you know they had a fun time exploring these I don't know if there was always good reasons why people oh, would do that place, yeah. right you know you know my joke about that whole thing about like why are you doing why are you selling it As you know the money goes back a so guy comes to Saudi and says I'll sell you the Brooklyn Bridge really Brooklyn Bridge how much he says only a million dollars a real deal million wow, dollars great he takes out his checkbooks. And Right, he says. Right, hey, got a pen. Gives him pay, Writes out a check for a million dollars. Gives it to him. We will both walk away. So his friend says to him, "says What the heck were you doing? You bought a bridge that he doesn't own with money that you don't have." He says, "What?" And this pen is nothing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that I'm <dumb>. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> there you
0: go. That's right you did. Okay. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> all right. So, uh, all right. So, blessing the Gemara. the Okay. So there was a. Uh, uh, there was a slave. Now, 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 you're going to appreciate this because uh, David, I think you were asking me about whatever happened to the pasuk that's the slave that runs away. So we're finally going to deal with that pasuk, right? The slave ran from chutzaritz to yisrael. Also, So the master came, like, running after him to to go uh, take him back. Also, the came the master uh, who came from chutzaritz. <speaking in Hebrew> Amar he said to him listen buddy i'll write you a, a a writ for his value so you can at least not lose out um i don't know the community would raise the money or something and uh, and you write him a writ of freedom okay the elo and if you don't agree to that so at least you're not out any money so a little incentive but if you don't agree to that i will just free him against your will tough luck you're going to be out your money okay so this is the reverse. Not selling him to Chutzpah, so you get fined. But coming from Chutzpah to Eretz Yisrael, and we will basically try to pay you back. But if not, we're just, tough luck. He's going free because now he's in Eretz Yisrael. So that's clearly a di- you know a different type of. I mean, it's obviously the flip side of the coin. Okay. Now, what's the basis of that? Me, the Rabbi Achiv, Rabbi from the teaching of Rabbi the son of Rabbi Yoshaya The time was on the Bryson they shall not dwell in your land unless they make you sin against me maybe that would be true even if they agreed not to be not you know not to be worship idols maybe would they even if they agreed to convert would we not be able or let's say at least keep the shev mitzvahs yes. b'nei noach? Yes. I don't know let's say keep the shev mitzvahs b'nei noach. would we not be allowed to keep them in the land do not hand back a slave that runs to you from his master. So somehow we are reading that not as about slaves, interestingly, but about a uh, you know non-Jew who's living in the land of Israel. We're going to read it back as slaves. It's a very forced reading. A non-Jew who's living in the land of Israel who wants to be saved and is running away from their foreign worship, from their avodah zarah, and he's coming to join a monotheistic community. Okay, where even if he's not converting. Okay, so, so don't, don't, don't to the Well, no, no, wait, 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 wait. This is one Russia. Okay. So, so what do you do with some let him dwell among you so somebody wants to dwell among us and leave his pagan community even the Shivas Amin were allowed to do it so reading that way has nothing to do with slaves it has to do with Shivas Amimim. But very forced read of the Pasuk the okay. Kashulei Rabbi Yoshai Rabbi Yoshai did not like this read of the Pasuk who is running away to you from his master or if you look at the side you are not reading that about a slave even I'm asking, you're reading about somebody either leaving his community or leaving his God and coming to you okay if you want to read it about Kivus Amramim okay so that's clearly not Pshad in the Pasuk Ella Amram here's Pshad in the Pasuk it's actually now why we're not just talking that's actually literally talking about a runaway slave I don't know but we're talking about somebody we're talking about our Mishnah is in the is in the pasuk. Somebody's trying to sell his slave to Chutzpirt. That's the shot of the Mishnah. Okay, you not sell a lecha Don't hand him over. Lotaski el to the new master. Don't hand him over to the new master. you sell lecha. He is trying to take take refuge and stay in Israel. Don't hand him over to the new master who's in Chutzpirt. That's how we're reading it. Okay, okay. So let's take a look. Because notice it didn't say he ran away. He said it just said lotaskier. Don't hand him over. So don't hand him over to the new master who bought him in Chutzarah. If he actually have a case of the pasuk where he ran right. away from someone in we're going to get there, Michael. It's, it's going to be a third reading, okay? So that's the way he reads it, okay? And therefore you don't. That, that, and, and that's the basis of our mishnah. The So his son, the didn't like that read. He had a problem. Hi, that is seeking refuge to you call me by It should have been that is like, uh, I don't know, explains the difference here. Um, that, uh, because it's not being, rather than reading it that he's seeking Refuge with you he understood it meant that don't hand him over that he is trying to be taken from you so if it really meant that he was being sold to Chutzlar it would have said don't hand him over that, that he, now that he is being attempted to be taken away from you the sense that he stays by you is only the next Pasuk so, so anyway so he says it's not pshat, you're, he's being sold to Chutzlar so here's what Rabbi Achi says the Pasuk is talking about the case we started with. The Eved, finally it's a runaway slave, shot of the Pasuk. The Eved So he ran from Chutzlar to Yisrael. So don't hand him back to his master. He is trying to, uh, he's running away from his master, right? He is like trying to save himself from you away, coming away, save himself from his master. Don't hand him back. Okay? And he stays in the land of Israel. Okay, now, of course, so that's a, that's shot of the pasuk is that it's about a runaway slave and don't hand him back. The only thing that it added here, yeah, which yeah, was missing yeah, in the Pesach, is yeah, that, yeah. right, now it does say, so it does somehow mention the idea of like the being in the land, being in your cities, okay, so it's uh, but it's still, I don't know if the shot of the pasuk is that he came from Chutzla, right? Okay, but it's reading it, the emphasis is, look, you're coming into the land and he'll stay with you in the land and so on, so they're reading it as a runaway slave, which is shot, but particularly with the Eretz Yisrael type of an emphasis.
2: in we would give him back.
0: According to that, it would not, yeah, you would give him back, exactly, <laughs> exactly. he
2: sort of mistreated, he'd be mistreated, he runs away. I know, yeah, I know, I know,
0: but it's totally true, we are reading this pasuk, if a slave runs away from one place in the to another place in the from one place in Eretz Yisrael to another place in Eretz Yisrael, he hand it back. It's only because he's coming from Chutzlarets, okay? Um we another So basically, somebody bought a slave um, um, with the ag- agreement to free him, and uh, so now, based on his saying, look, when if you bought him with the agreement to free him, we're not going to hand him over to you, right? Do what you promised." So, uh, so then you said you, you wanted to keep him as a slave, something like that, right? He hidami. That's the case. He writes the shekach he already wrote him he didn't just promise he wrote him a star shechere he said when I purchase you I hear, this is your writ of freedom ok and therefore don't allow this guy now to enslave him <laughs> <laughs> the slave ran to the uh, Samaritans <laughs> he said to them give him back to me <laughs> they read the Pasha like the pshat right well we don't give slaves back he, he ran away you don't give a slave a runaway slave back now, now, Rashi says that the Kutim were in Chutzlaret but even if they were in Eret Yisrael, whatever, they certainly didn't read it that it's only when it comes to Chutzareth, to Yisrael. They just read it, listen, buddy, we don't get slaves back. End of story. Okay, that's the Pussek. You don't get back a runaway slave. Uh, Rashi says. Rav Chizid, yeah, right, oh right, right. Rav was also right, right. You are right, you are right, right. Rav Chizid was awesome, Okay, so anyway, so they certainly didn't read it having anything to do with Eretz Yisrael. Right, of course, it's Rav Chizid, right? Okay, it was all, but anyway, but they said what difference does it make? Right, it's all about uh, you. Don't give back a runaway slave. he sent to them. V'chein 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 He's my property. Give it back. What do you mean? You are calling me a pasuk. Don't give back a runaway slave. I'll call you a pasuk. They give back my lost property. Okay, they sent him. I don't do know why these parentheses take it out. It makes it so much richer with this. they sent back to him. What do you mean quoting you're, you're quoting a public property? We have an exclusive boss that says you don't give back a runaway slave. he said to them, who Don't you know how to read the PUSOs? That's not about a sound runaway slave. That's the only way
3: to come
0: from <laughs> Okay, um, so that's why. So now the Gemara says, Umay Shna um, D'Shalach Luke Now, I really don't understand the question. Like, why did they send him like Reb Yoshaya? What do you mean why he sent him? Because he, they weren't buying the shot of the puzzle without that. Dimash um, um, cry. He he right. The no, no, so that's the answer. The, the answer is, Dimash cry. Because we um, didn't understand the pshat. Yeah, no. But what was the alternative?
3: Uh,
0: right. uh, Rashi says he should have sent him like Rebbe. What did Rebbe say? Where was Rebbe? Rebbe was in the beginning here that uh, the slave ran away. And us, uh, where was Rebbe? Where was Rebbe? Rashi says, why didn't they not send him
3: like Rebbe? Hold on. It has to do with the kuti, I think, doesn't
0: it? Like
3: like who they were. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, obviously.
0: Right, wow. oh, uh, uh, right so what do you mean why did he not send I don't understand the question why not send to them like Rabbi he didn't send to them like Rabbi because Rabbi wouldn't have sent it oh meaning but, all he had to say was that that Pusach doesn't refer to, to a Stom case exactly. Exactly. Ah, see, I got, I got it okay exactly. Okay. Why, all exactly. he had to say to them is that, that Pusach does not mean a Stam case of a runaway slave so if he if so so why did he give them the Rabbi Yoshayah's drush I give another drush and the answer is because Rabbi Yoshayah's drush is the closest to the of the Pasuk. So that at least maybe they could buy. We will
3: be convinced by the authority of
0: the no, you're right. On the now even even Reb Yosha is not the simple Pshat. The simple Pshat is any runaway slave but uh, that, but at least this Rosh is closer to the Pshat of the Pasuk. Okay. Abaye, the so bottom line is the way Khazar reads the Pasukim, you don't have to give back a runaway slave except in the special case of Chutar <laughs> Tzeret Yisrael. <laughs> Abaye, Irkes Lechamra, Khamra, Abaye lost a donkey who went to the uh, uh, the, uh, the Samaritan not a uh, donkey, a mule. Shalach um, Lehu, he sent to them, Shaduli, send him back to me. Shalach they sent him, Shalach give us a semen Shalach he sent to them, Dechivarta Kreshe, he's got a white belly. Shalach they sent back to me, loved the Nachmeni, if you weren't Nachmeni, which was his name, if you weren't such a renowned person, we would not give him back to you. Atu, and He knew, what, all other mules don't have white bellies? Of course he's got a white belly, what a silly semen but okay, fine, we're him back to you. All right, like my story about the guy with the umbrella. Right. Okay. Let's next miss. <laughs> All right, next miss that. Ain't now. now uh, so that we're out of slaves. Okay. A really very rich gemara about slaves, and it ended finally with a pasuk about about runaway slaves. Now back to other tikkun and some Why of this. Is this here about the mule uh, because it's with the kutim and having interactions oh, with the kuteim. Yeah. Right. Ain't important. And right. And also. And also, he said, "Give me back my slave. My my slave is my lost donkey that went to you. My lost mule. Right." That was the pasuk that was quoted before. Okay, Aim, now we get to some really fascinating taktikun olam, especially if you think about contemporary events. You do not redeem captives more than their value. Now, their value is um, their value means who determines the value? Because it wasn't blackmail. I mean, it could have been, but the idea is, in a, when there's a slave market, now we've been primed with the idea that we're dealing with slaves, right? So, if somebody is taken captive, what's their value? How much they go for on the slave market? but they know that this person is worth a lot more to you this is you know this is somebody's somebody's wife or husband or child so don't pay more than their than their than their market value why not that's because that's necessary for the betterment of the world not, not necessary for me but let's see we'll, we'll see what that is in the Gemara awesome. okay exactly and you don't try to to basically to, uh, to free uh, yeah exactly to, to, to free uh, to free captives to the betterment of the captives themselves so this really challenging Gemara about Tikun Olam let's see what the Gemara says uh, it's called in Ksuvah why is that you don't redeem captives for so much money? Is it because of that it's just too onerous of a demand on the seaboard in terms of the financial cost? say Because you don't want to encourage it. Once you start willing to pay ransom and pay, you know, and, and once you're going to negotiate with terrorists, right, then you're just going to encourage future type of behavior. So you have to deal with this terrible tragedy right now, but it's it's in the big picture that's what's necessary. So which one is it? And there's a big Nazgah The it. Says tashma. So Levi Bardar Levi Bardarga, Parque Labarte, he redeemed his daughter, but Tlaeser okay. Alfei Din with 13,000 gold dinari. So clearly with was yes, Arkadei de Mayhem. How do we allow it? Well, if only cost as the financial cost of the Tzibor, we'd pain. allow an individual it, to do whatever he or she wants. But if it's because of the policy, uh, we cannot do this to encourage future behavior. We should not allow even individuals to act this way. So, the like says. said, um, our bays, our bays said, Who told you that that was done with the approval of the sages? Maybe not approval, so we don't know. And this became a big issue for the Jews in the Middle Ages. I think people know that... Yeah. Well, it's an issue now, right? To negotiate with terrorists. Well, we say we, we don't negotiate with terrorists, and then, of course, we do negotiate yeah. with terrorists. Course, we allow okay. a family to do it.
1: We allow a family to do it, you know, but we won't as
0: a government. Right. That's
1: also an, uh, that's an interesting oh, point. Wrong, right,
0: right, right, right. right. That the policy is as a government as opposed to... Yeah. Right Right, but okay, that's a good point. Um, and also, like people might know, you know, famous sir Marami Rittenberg was, t- his yeah. cat was held in prison, and um, he refused to let people redeem him, because they, they were charging like an obscene amount, and he basically mm-hmm. ain't put it as a Shreyan, he refused to let the Jewish community redeem him, and then the sad irony is that he died in prison, and then once he was dead, they basically paid an obscene amount to, re- to get <laughs> back his bone, his body, and to bury his body. So, um, so you know, definitely been dealing with these cases. It obviously comes up nowadays in terms of and look at Tosos about this issue. The laligruvulaisu Tosos says the had detanya b'berak nara nishpates ayimavaki ninenu mimen Sarabida Meha, A woman was taken captive, and they were asking ten times her value. Palm rishon The first time, acting, says he has to redeem. He is the husband. Shani ishah da havdi t'dufo yosem ibito. Okay. Da hacha. The alatz mo lotiknu shaloyitein kolashelo ba'enashe. He says even in the havamina that it was for the betterment of society encourage that behavior when we say you could not redeem yourself like you know let's say you could basically transfer funds right you have your money whatever they took you captive so certainly we wouldn't say you couldn't save yourself you know how whatever the bigger societal issue is we're not going to do it to the point that you actually have to give you know can't take care of your own immediate self-interest so once that's true we're going to let you redeem your wife as well So not your daughter
2: you're allowed to pay as much as you want to get
0: yourself out out and to get your wife out once the whatever whatever the reason is we're going to obviously make an exception for you for you for yourself and for your wife I don't know anyway but uh, interestingly but not your daughter Okay. so Yosher ben Chanan departed The another story where a certain young kid was redeemed with a lot of money, and he there was by a rabbi. Okay. What about if somebody is very valuable to the community? Is this is a be future, be
3: future be. prodigy. Is that, what the that
0: was of the it. Was, was Yosher? No, uh, oh. no, I don't think that's what he means. he means. it was Yosher But it was there was a larger need at stake. It was this valuable person to the community. He's going to be. He's a prodigy.
3: He's
0: mom he's mom been been the, I, the I guess not. to mm. lo Okay. That was anyway. In a time when anyway, they were going to do what they were going to do. They didn't need our encouragement. Okay, so here's some really interesting questions. How do you balance this idea of, of it's going to have a negative impact on the larger community, but what, how does that constrain my ability to take care of my own interests, right? And when do we allow for certain things or counterbalancing concerns of like, this person also, we need this person back. He's our like, he's our nuclear scientist. You know, you know, if we don't get him back, that also has a big impact on the community. Right, so how do you balance those types of issues? The other really interesting thing about this tomorrow is there was a, a really good article. I don't think so, I don't think some of uh, my liberal friends like this article, but it was by um, what's his name? I can't remember his name. I think it was by Leon here. I might be wrong. Anyway, it was called "How to Not Redeem the World." <laughs> it was a critique of a book of, uh, on tikkun olam by all of these different Jewish writers that wrote on like every topic under the sun you know about tikkun olam, and basically he said like you know any single topic you want to write on you are able to you, you find some Torah source and some Jewish source to say, look, this is the right, you know, this liberal, it, it, it believes in this liberal cause and it's tikkun olam or whatever. You're able to like cherry pick some, some sources. And it says, and this doesn't really seriously engage the serious, like, you know, way the Torah sources grapple with these serious, with these issues and really embrace the tensions that are present in the sources. And he brings this sugya, which is about tikkun olam, and he says, you know, sometimes the a most immediate feel good response is not necessarily right, the best thing for the, you know, for the sort of big picture type of issue, and that liberals have a way, and I'm saying this as a liberal, and believe me, and he says liberals have a way of casting conservatives as uncaring, whereas maybe there are some people that actually do very much care but don't think that the quick fix immediate response is the best way of solving deep systemic problems. And here, Dafka, the tikkun olam, is to not do anything, right? The tikkun olam in this case is to not save that person who was taken captive, because that's seen as what's necessary to be done ultimately to deal at a deeper level with the issues so I'm not saying that I necessarily agree with all of the politics of all the situations but it raises really important points number one I agree with that the problem when people basically have already decided what their issue is and then just find the source to support it you know and sort of cherry pick the sources as a problem but then really engaging and one of the beauties of halacha is that halacha really does not just these abstract values brings them into the real world and grapples with the trade-offs that come about when you have to make real decisions and there are real costs to certain types of decisions so it really is fascinating that the tikkun olam here is to not just uh, oh my god somebody's in trouble we got to save that person like actually the tikkun olam might be to don't do anything that's the tikkun olam you know so it's, it's a challenging t- uh, idea yes I
3: feel like it's a, this
2: is an exception though in the way that we see human life no like this is I think mean generally
0: right of course generally we do everything so that's the point but a serious engagement in makes us think about one minute don't just immediately go by where your sort of moral you know sort of you know intuition is driving you like think about the cost think about the bigger issues right, that are like it. I, my
2: sense is like the way we deal with human life normally we say don't think about that you know like <laughs> Like it doesn't matter break shop it's break whatever right you don't you don't like do like the the. <laughs> oh, no Cost like oh we'll save this person we'll sacrifice this person like we're right. the like dance as we're learning like,
1: logical. <laughs> right, right right one
2: life is worth everything and this
0: is like an exception I think. right but sometimes there is because sometimes it's like well if you save this life then you lose ten lives and you know sometimes you have to make those cheshbon out and that's part of I think that's part of the point like sometimes you have to be thinking to you on know, I mean, it's about thinking about big picture but so he, he's not denying that the basic obviously like some of these basic issues like that's the point that the values of, uh, you know, sort of general liberal values about caring for the disenfranchised and the marginalized and valuing life and all those types of things but then there's the, sometimes the kikun olam is about thinking about how that's going to play out. It's a challenging point and I think it's a very legitimate one. Very I
2: mean, I don't, it's assumed that we don't it doesn't think specifically that
0: they're going to kill him, you don't know. I mean, right, it's, but it's, that, it's, that is true. Too. It doesn't say that. And I think you're right that the, while in, tradi- in Jewish literature, Pidon Shvuyim is treated automatically as Pikuach Nefesh, right? And that gets, you know, to Jenna's point, that it's human life. But I think probably in most cases it was more about, no, just a life of enslavement. You know, of Avera is probably Chil and eating trefos and enslavement. But nevertheless, it, in most cases, and may maybe it was, uh, depending on the case, it could have also been about sexual abuse, right? but it was not it was usually not about right, like so then, they weren't going to kill you you know you, they, know you were, were a valuable asset so does know? the calculus change if
2: you know they're going to kill you in other words, then you can uh,
0: yeah I don't know that raises some of the questions that generates sometimes we say but sometimes we make other types of notes, you know and some of it so you know that, that, that does become it does, it does raise different type of a
3: calculus I think there was even a, an additional or different rationale with the ransom with the payment for the soldiers that were captured in Israel mm-hmm. had to do with the mm-hmm. mor the morale oh, of the right in other words if you Uh could rely on yeah but there
0: were a lot of very deeply uh, uh, a lot of
3: then our morale as military will not be right will not be demoralized
0: right 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 but a lot of people you know very obviously you know compassionate people were deeply against that because you know you're freeing all these future potential future future murderers you know (laughs) all right so those are the hard questions you know okay that's exactly what we're dealing with Let's take a look. Um the I'm sorry. You don't basically try to uh, save the captives be What's the difference? What, you know, what is tikkun olam here anyway? So Igor there's only one meaning. Is it that if you try to save them and you fail, then they are going to now um, you know, if, is the concern about what they're gonna to do to the remaining captives, no forget you fail, you succeed. Okay, but what are they gonna to do to the remaining captives, right? That's a uh, what, what the Tikkun Olam is that if you're able to successfully free this group of captives in the future, they're going to be much more. They're going to have Rashi says, have in, in chains and be much more oppressive and do all these types of things to prevent them. You know they'll go easy on them if they know that they're you know not easy, but whatever. Anyway, they'll tr- they'll be they won't be as uh, you know as oppressive if they um, if they're not af- if if they're not afraid that they're going to be seized back. Okay, so the Nas would be if it's about future, then uh, no matter how definite you are that you're going to succeed right here, nobody is going to suffer in the immediate here and now. You're afraid about what the consequences that's will be in the future. Change. That's how, no, that's chenat kind olam of is being concerned about the, the larger picture, yeah. the yeah. big picture. Chenat <laughs> suyim kind of is oh. right now you're going to do this and you're going to save a few of them. It's what are they? What, what are the reprisals that they're going to do to everybody who's left behind? Right. right. So that's the immediate issue. And so if nobody's left behind, I don't have to worry about reprisals.
3: Right.
0: Right. Okay. Okay. Bantej so now we'll end, I guess, with a very uh, uh, interesting story. Bandeid Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman's daughter, um, Bach, um, Bach, or daughters, Bosh and Rabbi they were able to stir a boiling pot with their, with, directly with their hands. So what, what was going on there? That was like a nace. So Kasha Rav Ilish. Rav Ilish didn't understand how could they be so righteous to be saved by this miracle? See, the Puzzle says, Adam Echad Me'elef Matzati, only one out of a thousand men was I able to find that was righteous the and I couldn't. And a woman, certainly, you know, even one in a thousand men. A woman, of course, not. So, uh, so how how could that be? Then, what about Rav What about Nachman's daughters? So, it seems like there are righteous women out there. Okay, So, so something once uh, things came about, the ishtavian. And uh, the, the daughters were taken captive. and he was taken captive with them. One day he was sitting by a person who could understand the, the language of birds. Asa urva, raven came, the karkari and called out to him, the uh, the, the guy who could uh, the bird whisperer or whatever. Amalay, he said to him, my comer, what what was that raven saying? Amalei, said to him, ilish barach, ilish barach. It was saying, ilish run away, run, ilish run away. Like you can now escape the. Capital captives. Amar ah, war ravens are liars. I don't trust him. He didn't he wasn't afraid that the guy who understood the language of birds was liars. He was only afraid that the birds were the liars. Anyway, then a certain uh, dove came. The zikarkaya and was calling out i'm relay what's the dove saying i he said to him yevishparh yevishparh same thing amar kneset yisrael yona ah the, the the nation of israel is compared to a yona to a bird to a dove like in jeremiah Shir i see that a miracle will come to me if i try to run away by the way this points at Tosus's point we don't try to free captives because of tikun olam it doesn't mean that the captives are not allowed to run away themselves. Like sort of like tells us that you're you're allowed to redeem yourself. Whatever we're doing for the betterment of the world, you can take you can protect your own your, your own self first. Okay, so that's how this is fitting in. I mean that does keep besides this whole thing with the daughters, that's sort of the important story also, that you can save yourself. Okay. Amar, Israel, he said, I'll go. Achze what? Well, yeah, but we're not up to that yet. Um, he coming to him Now let me before I run away, let me go ahead and check out Revnach daughters who are also being held by these captors if they've kept the faith they have not given themselves over sexually to their captors I'll take them back with me Amar so Amar and then he says to himself how am I going to find out what they've, how they've been acting so women whenever they have some secret to share they you know get together in the bathroom and that's when they share their secrets so so he went over
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, so much more
0: disgusting i <laughs> uh, can i tell you so he went he went he went to eavesdrop by the bathrooms shamina the comrade, he heard them saying Adi the guvrin the we used to have husbands and now our uh, these nardium these uh, these are, are our husbands um so you know, we had, we had those were our husbands before these are our husbands now so what's the difference lemu let's go tell our captors to uh, we, we we should move we should to get further away from uh, from where we were, you know, where we had been living until now, until now. Before we were taken captive, so our husbands shouldn't find out and they shouldn't redeem us. I like these uh, these new they're much nicer husbands than our old husbands. Let's just try to move away. So clearly, they had given themselves over sexually. They had not kept the faith. They were clearly happy. They're not righteous women, they. So clearly, they're, they're not righteous women. No, they're not righteous. Uh, well, that's yeah, that's yes. a, a story, right? Can you point out yes.
2: what their marriages
0: must have been like. Yeah, a, yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah. You, that Yes, thank you. That's that is a
3: very good boy.
0: Well, right, and I mean, they might feel right that by giving themselves over sexually and not they're resisting, not they're given a life and they're not being treated as slaves and they're not right. being raped and whatever, yeah. exactly. But I think part of the message is, is that they seemed to be told, it wasn't just a, uh, a way of compromising, they seemed happy with the situation, they wanted. They proactively were saying, let's move away from here. Anyway, so that's the story, so they really weren't anyway tzaddikim. So Kam Arak, so he got up, ran away, and he didn't take them with him, obviously. Also, you, the, the Gavra. now uh, uh... Uh, the Hugavra. now he and that uh, bird listener came went with him he said hey if he 's going to escape I might as well go with him he 's going to be uh, saved um, um, uh, for him a miracle happened avra he was able to cross over a stream of water and escape from the uh, from the captors the gavra. that person after they found him the katlua and they killed him okay so obviously this was only a special opportunity given to Rev. elish anybody else would have been killed so, right so Maybe if the women would have gone with him, they would have been killed too. Kihadrin, the Austin, Amar, So when he finally came back, he said, Now I understand they weren't so righteous. It must be the opposite, that they were actually witches, and that they were able to stir the pot with their witchcraft, um, and that's how they succeeded. So that's a really lovely story to end with. (laughs) We will end with that one.